And we are back. So you'll be listening to this on the 27th of July. I have not released a podcast since the 7th of June. I guess you're wondering, what have I been doing in that time? Well, I started the Cultural Health Club, an organisation and association to mentor young physiotherapists coming through the profession. Physiotherapists from a black and ethnic minority community. Black and ethnic minority physiotherapists make up 9% of the working population. Black physiotherapists specifically make up 0.5% of that population. So I think there's some work to be done to help them through their journey. I also have started London Select, a community to encourage black runners and black runners who run over an endurance distance. All these things are important to me, but they need your help. The Cultural Health Club has a GoFundMe page, which you can find on Instagram in the link in the bio. So the organisation is Cultural Health Club underscore. London Select welcomes not only black runners, but anyone who would like to join us. Please get in contact. We run on Saturday mornings at 8am. So that's what I've been doing in my time because in this time in which we have recognised and seen the racial disparity, I have decided to take some actions. I have decided to create communities and build social networks because it's important to have that support and have that ability to to rely on somebody. And I want to lift up people from black and ethnic minority communities so that we can all be seen and diversify the minds at the top because if we can do that, I think there'll be a better outcome for everybody. And, you know, life is good. We have to use the time we have. So I'm really grateful to have had the few months during coronavirus to be able to plan and think about these things. We're in a time, I I believe, that requires innovation. And um, considering the difficulties that coronavirus has created, we have all you know, really galvanized and pivoted to change our um, perspective. So let's keep going. Let's keep moving. I'm going to keep going with the Running Lifestyle Culture podcast. And um, this episode, we are back. We are back with a good friend of mine, Job. Um, And yeah, here we go. Let's dive in. Um, Thanks for listening. As I said, we're back. So, we got my guy, Job. So, everybody on the podcast introduces themselves. So, Job, give us a rundown. Who are you? Um, so, I am a designer and artist living in East London, originally from Birmingham, but moved here four and a half years ago to study in spatial design. Amazing. Um, so, 
some of you might be thinking, why why have you got a designer who studies in spatial design on the podcast? Well, this is called the Running Lifestyle Culture Podcast. This is the lifestyle aspect of the podcast. So Job and I are going to, you know, we're going to investigate lifestyle, how that is an intersection into um, how you run and your culture. Um, so I think I think where we should really start is what does what does your what does lifestyle mean to you? Um, lifestyle. I think lifestyle is everything amalgamated into your ecosystem. So everything that you experience socially, everything that you experience career-wise, everything that you experience health-wise, is everything that creates your lifestyle. So. If you're doing a, a sports day with your friends, if you're replanting everything in your home, if you're buying new furniture or you're engaging with new organic vegetables and chicken, that's everything that kind of curates your lifestyle. Nice. Um, and like, how, how would you create your lifestyle? Because, we, you know, we, uh, Job is a runner and that's another reason why he's on the podcast. Tries to be a runner. Tries to be a runner. <laughs> no, you're a runner. We've been on runs together. I showed him uh, West London and... Um, that was a good run. We just investigated like the architecture, and it was really good to 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 go for a run with Job. And like, so like, how does running fit into your lifestyle? Would you say? I try and fit it in wherever I can. I think it's weird. I try with running at the moment. It's whenever whenever I feel myself getting to a point where I feel unfit or stuck in my work. It's like oh, I'll go and do a run. Yeah. I kind of I jump in and out of flows with it. It's like sometimes I'll be there for like, you know, weeks or months where I'm like, okay, cool, we're doing three runs a week, we're doing our ten Ks for the week and we're doing a big one on the weekend. And then sometimes, bro, I kind of like quarantine. It started off great. Yeah. <laughs> and then it took a big not even a big, it just really dropped off, you know. Yeah. Um, but but we know but you know between between you and I we know that your lifestyle in terms of work was a bit um, heavy yeah, in yeah, in quarantine so it gets a bit, it gets a bit hectic but yeah. um, I think I like to try and balance it when I feel you know I think there's a lot of people um, that you know unless you know we're so fixated on doing the work that unless the work's done yeah the run's almost a reward or or sometimes a distraction away from the work to kind of like free yourself up a little bit but. I'm definitely I'm definitely conscious of like how I engage with like running and fitness and I try and do it more. I mean, um I was meant to be going on a run this evening. Yeah, let's but, um, do it. And brother, I can't even lie, I do a sports day on Saturday. Yeah. Which is great, but honestly my body has been five days recovery, my thighs are burning still. <laughs> We know we know you're we know you're quad dominant. And like we've had we've had the discussion about kind of um how running starts with like you know you talked about the organic food, like running almost starts with like what you do before you even run, or you know, as you've said there, like running sometimes for you is something that is um almost mm-hmm. like a, a reward or something that you do post work. Do you do you kind of like really buy into that running as like so certain people put running in certain parts of their life and they set themselves up for that run. Um, I think I think it can work. I don't know, it really has to work for you because that method has worked for me. But I think the more I'm kind of looking into holistic healthcare and, 
and general well-being is that I'm seeing all these things as one. They all live on the kind of on the same line. Yeah. Like the food, your food, your skincare, your routine, yeah. your fitness, your yeah. you know your social engagement, your work. I saw these things as separate before. Like you know, um, the work is one thing, and the work that takes up so much time. So that's what needs the most focus. Yeah. But. I think the older I'm getting as well is that I'm seeing how imperative it is that these things are balanced mm. out and they're not separate. They're all part of this, you know, one ecosystem that have to work together. Um, so again, whether that is the, you know, considering the food you eat, the company you keep, yeah. the, the, how you work out, you know, when you're doing it. And I think routine is important as well. Yeah. I find that when I, when I break my routine, I struggle to, to be able to facilitate that exercise outside of that that time zone, you know, mm. I find it a lot easier. I don't know how how it works for you, but for me, I find it to work. I find it easier to work out in the morning, and it often feels like it benefits my day more. Yeah, trying to trying to slide it in through the day. Yeah, in quarantine, it was slightly different. I kind of I found myself working out like midday quite a lot, um, mm. but I think generally working out in the morning for me works a lot more. So I think routines. Routine's important with it when you're trying to like fix your or facilitate your ecosystem, you know. Yeah. Your kind of like your well-being. I think that like. Well, they know, we know we know like cortisol, the stress hormone, is highest in the morning, so that that might be an influence. And um, I, I definitely believe that if I can get up in the morning, if I haven't um, been training too hard the next day, I do prefer training in the morning. And um, if people do follow me on Instagram, they've probably seen some of my 5 a.m. runs and been thinking, what is he doing? Oh, I uh, see you doing live sessions. It was like, right, 8 a.m. live sessions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, live sessions for who? At what time? <laughs> yeah, you've got some people working from home. So I, I was like, I'm expecting some people who work from home want to do 8 to 8.30, have a shower, then be at their desk for 9. So that was the that was the um, the thought process around that, but I completely yeah I, I get it. Some people really don't like mornings, and I think I can be some I can be one of that those people. And um, I think the other thing that um, really interests me from what you're talking about is you've talked about people, and and we know that you study you know spatial design. And can you talk us a bit more? Talk us through a bit more, kind of like when. Um, you know that that probably the the biggest event that you did some spatial design and had some you know running involved which was hmm. ha- hackney hackney half marathon yeah yeah so i mean from the running side of that that was it was kind of part of the deal that when we then we worked with um nike and hackney half that you know um it was like okay so basically we we had to um we had to design the gantry so like the runner start finish line the medals um a running kit and then like a social area which wasn't really a part of the brief but we was like this is like super important that people have to engage in in this in this part of the running so whether that's kind of like a pre-stretch pre-relaxed um warm-up space or even like a warm down space post run yeah that has kind of facilitated um yeah pre and post run exercise if you like yeah. but the good thing about it was that we wanted to introduce like um, an element of like playfulness to it. So it was kind of like we had these real large um, soft play kind of forms that on the family day was great because the kids were engaging with it. Yeah. <clears throat> but on the next day, 
the adults were also engaging with it in the exact same way. So once you've done this big run and it's kind of like, you know, you need to stretch it out, warm down, do whatever. It's like this space is like perfect for that. Um, but that was also my kind of like opportunity to become a runner as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like those things where it's like, oh, you're doing your 5Ks, you're doing your 10Ks. But when we took the project on it, it was like, okay, I'm going to run this half marathon. Yeah. Or it beat me up for a month. <laughs> That's how I mean you got talking because that yeah. battered me. Yeah. Um but I think the 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 I think you did well, mate. You did you came to me and I, I think you had you had some knee issues and we managed them and you got there. Bro, and... I can't lie, it's, my knee issues are slowly going away. That's great. I do my, I do my um banded walks. My, my elastic yeah. Checkers. Excellent. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but I think one of the things that really struck me was, like you're saying, so we, I, I do a youth program in Peckham and we brought some young people from Peckham to the, the event and they ran um, a 5k and literally the pictures from the end of the event was all these young people using the, the objects um, in such a way that was probably not, not designed. They, they used them so like, in, in such a um in such a like a it's almost like an, in a night way that it's yeah. like you know, those things to engage with it yeah. that way, you know, kind of like was it furniture? Is it just these sculptures? Is it something to climb on? Is it something exactly. to on? Exactly. Exactly. Kind of it was it was drawn from um kind of these ergonomic forms that were supposed to cater to the body yeah. anyway. Yeah. So naturally when people entered that space it felt like something that was like there to, to hug them essentially you know yeah. it's kind of like it's considered in that way um, and you saw the adults doing very similar things but it was just taking taking everybody back to being carefree and not feeling like the key thing I, I thought was that you didn't feel like you had to be um, within a construct or like you know almost a little bit you didn't have to feel like you were restricted everybody was free form just like the space just like the forms and then it's the same thing I think with <clears throat> with running as well like that kind of carefree approach to running all that kind of yeah you know, i think i think for me and most people is that running is a although it's something i do to engage in making sure that i'm fit it's also that kind of like release or solace or yeah or that that moment where you can kind of just be just with yourself you can think about your day you can think about whatever else and um yeah i think it's nice and I think my favourite thing about that is whilst I'm running as well is that I think we spoke about this before, but like how the kind of running just has like an unspoken community. Yeah. So, you know, you could be running with a group of people which feels great yeah, and, you know, the energy is really high or you could be running on your own and run past another runner and you two just kind of have like a, a light nod to be yeah. like, yeah, you know, yeah. we have this thing in common, which I really like about it. Um, I think since I've been, since that project, that's what's kind of really brought me on board with the whole kind of like running lifestyle thing. And I think the more I've engaged with it and the more I've seen the effect, the positive effects of it is the more that I'm, I try to integrate it into my ecosystem, not as something separate, but something that is, uh, it facilitates everything else that I do as well. But that's, I have to engage with that thing as much as I engage with everything else and vice versa. Yeah, I like that. Now, okay, so we had Corey, a bit beefy on the podcast before, and he talked about culture being also everything you absorb and consume. Now, what would you say is the difference between lifestyle and culture from your perspective? 
This is a hard um, one. Hmm. I think culture is. Well, culture culture has like multiple multiple kind of um, roots to it, right? I think there's kind of like your where you've grown up, where your heritage is. It's kind of these things are relatively fixed. Well, the, yeah, the fix, and I think the lifestyle is something that can be curated. I think you know how I tie if we were to tie lifestyle to more of like your ecosystem and was to tie culture to your your place or your proximity or your heritage mm. i think that, that's the kind of split between them but although that's the split i massively think they're kind of like wanting the same thing as well i think yeah i think my, from my perspective i i kind of completely agree with you i think that so just looking at a definition it says the ideas customs and social behavior of a particular people or society um you know i think there's an element of there's the collective and what the collective bring to create a culture that's that's how i see it and as you said like you know that collective nod when you're running and you see somebody and you've got that kind of culture of of, of what you see when you're Something. you're running um but lifestyle for me is 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 like you've talked about in terms of that ecosystem and i feel like that's what i want to get across to people in terms of like it's it, it it's will stick right yeah it will seep into it will seep into almost everything you do without you noticing that it has mm. um so when people become part of a running lifestyle it it becomes sometimes unintentional and um they do it for the betterment of themselves, but it can also alienate, as you say, you know, it draws you more towards a certain person because that lifestyle is, 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 um, is providing you with certain results. And you feel that when you are within a certain practice and you do certain things, so just say, you know, I wake up on a Sunday, go for a long run, that's going to be different to what somebody else will wake up and do on a Sunday morning, you know? Um, it's part of the same culture, right? Exactly. Well, uh, the way the way that your your approach is kind of like your lifestyle that is a part of this culture it's kind of that's what i'm saying the kind of yeah linked, but i feel that the lifestyle is a more holistic thing yeah it's kind of like a all-rounded thing whereas like the culture is is within the lifestyle anyway you know it's kind yeah of it's the, um i think it's, it's interesting um i don't know how how do you how do you separate for yourself that your culture and your lifestyle or do you, like, how do I, th you I think, I think sometimes one of the most definitive things that I know that is cultural comparative to a lifestyle is, is it subconscious culture? So like, um, I may not realize, um, I don't know. It's just, maybe it might be like my certain selection of food or, you know, my certain mannerisms. Um, that for me is culture, you know, um, we were talking about kind of like, we're, we're at track or track mafia and we were talking about if you go to a shared lunch what would you bring you know like i'm gonna bring probably some something hot like some some rice some peas or you know some 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 kind of plantain you know that's my cultural upbringing because that's what i'd bring i'd bring a hot a hot meal but culturally somebody might bring a cold item um, but that's not for me if, if it's like a shared lunch i'm not like a cold items you know it's not it's not really something we would we we yeah, bring and that's just a difference like it's a cultural difference and i wouldn't say that's a lifestyle it's a culture because yeah. if if i if i change it to lifestyle as a runner if i don't have to think about what i want to eat then 
yeah, I'll eat something cold, I'll eat a sandwich or I'll eat a certain food. But if we're talking about everybody's bringing a, a, a plate in for lunch, what are you going to bring, Manny? I'm going to bring some plantain and some <laughs> some some African delicacies. So, yeah, I think that's that for you're, me is... I'm coming for your shared lunch. Yeah, come, come. You're more than welcome, more than welcome. I'm coming for your shared lunch. But I think in, there's a definitely um, a case of like, learning from each other you know considering what what's been going on over the last few months with um you know a lot of the the things that have been going on in the media and um the our need to discuss social disparities i think lifestyle is is such a a big aspect and you know even things like um just little things like i know culturally it can be quite a quite a thing for families to go on a walk on certain days and culture and lifestyle wise there are some families that don't do that or culturally families that don't do that so it's um it's a i think it's such a good conversation and lifestyle and culture yeah as you say these things are almost parallel but for me i think the subconscious element is is really is quite important how do you think um your lifestyle plays out in your design do you think you have an influence like you know certain aspects of like your yeah, lifestyle I think play out it's something that i'm, I'm definitely conscious of as well like with, and especially through quarantine, COVID, whatever, that I realized that when I was designing through this time and I was kind of, you know, fortunate enough to kind of maintain jobs through the period as well, is that I find that my lifestyle massively informs my design, I think, as a designer. Without my experiences day to day, I almost feel like I have no resources to design from. It's, um, <clears throat> I think, I've kind of made a, a decision that I want to spend more time or allocate more time to socializing or traveling or, or you know, um, learning new crafts or, or, I don't know, make an instrument or make a, yeah. you know, I think all of these things are what actually shapes my design. I think without my experiences, my design perspective is kind of empty. Yeah. And it's something that I felt as well. I think, you know, I think for so long, um, especially when I moved to London, I became kind of fixated on, on the goal. Yeah. And I kind of neglected me in that, in that process. It was kind of like, okay, cool. Wow. Where, where do I want to go? Where yeah. do I wanna, what do I want to achieve? And actually, you know, and during that time, more or less, everything was neglected um, subconsciously, you know, my fitness, my, yeah. my, my diet, my, you know. Welcome to London. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. I come here and it was just, savage mode but i think as time's gone on I've, um it's slowly what's kind of um made me made me see that the actual holistic approach to to living and wellness and and fitness and everything else is is you know for, for me to have the most optimum work day and um to create the the most optimal designs is that i need to ensure that i'm engaging with all these things and i know that's the case but sometimes i still i still don't you know um, which is why sometimes I ring you and I'm like, bro, I've got 6K and I'm, <laughs> why can't I push further? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's them things, you know, it's... Um, talk, talk, us, know. talk us through the um, the the event that I was lucky enough to go to it was last year at um, the old 1948 building because that, that for me was lifestyle incorporated into your into your work and that for the, me was... The exhibition? Yeah, because <clears> that, that for me was like, it, it showed a it showed some it showed some work that I feel personally that reson could resonate with anyone yeah so 
So, yeah, so that was my first solo sculpture exhibition. And that was, it was focused around identity, really. It was like, that was kind of me finding my feet. And a, a big part of that was, there was kind of two sides to it. There was the, um, there was, it was kind of like body versus mind kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and kind of like grappling with this idea of coming to London and me showing the most authentic version of myself vs the most perfect version of myself that would please you know uh, the crowd or wherever i want to go into and there were some pieces in that that were um you know the kind of abstract bodies were an evolution of, of someone's character so it started off as a really abstract um kind of face and then it kind of grown into this um body that was made up of four pieces and then another body which was one piece and then in the end it was kind of like this very it was just one that kind of looked like a big jelly bean, but when you kind of touched it, it wobbled. Mm. But the bodies were around, were surrounding these colourful pieces, which were kind of exploring the grappling of the mind. And there was two pieces in there which were um, sports related. So there was the, yeah. Can um, you can you tell us more about that? Because when you told me, it really resonated about how you kind of got what you thought about before you did the pieces. But yeah, it was like. It was probably about a year ago and I remember feeling just incredibly low. Like I was feeling like, you know, kind of on the, on the edge of like, am I depressed? Am I not depressed? Mm. What's going on? It was like, I didn't know kind of which direction I was going or, you know, and it was just these moments of play that separated or, or, or allowed me that kind of like peace of mind to step out of yeah. what I was feeling at that time. And it was, it was kind of a, it was a friend's birthday, I think, and we went down the park and we was playing, we was doing running relays, we were doing, um, was playing rounders, we was playing NFL, and just engaging in that kind of um, play with no end goal. There was no, no point to prove. There was nothing that I needed to achieve. It was kind of just going down there for aimless play. And in that moment, it kind of relieved me of any stress or, or, or pressure that I was feeling, and that was kind of like a bit of a. A really like it was a realization for me at that point that I've been feeling like something for so long but just engaging with this one thing actually changed my whole mood for probably a week like, yeah straight and it was um and it was before it was before I started running so this happened and then it was like okay then we then I started running mm. and then the work was coming and it was kind of like you know it kind of unraveled itself with that when it come around to doing the show it was like, okay, these are the things that I need to talk about. It's like speaking about the evolution of, of body, mind, positioning, place, you know, um, which is kind of where the chair and the door comes into it as well. But, that's, yeah. uh, you know, that's um, something else. But, yeah, I think for me, those things, it was like th that. just that moment in the um, going down the park and kind of being with my friends and engaging with the sports was like something that needed to be... Um, showing or frozen in time if you like which is why i ended up making them into into tables um that was yeah. that was a lifestyle choice do you know what i mean that for yeah, me absolutely. for me that resonated with me and it stuck with me and made me really think you took a lifestyle choice subconsciously and then it led you to more lifestyle choices i have been speaking to a lot of people kind of post lockdown and this they're like you know, they've been inside for a long time. They felt kind of um, quite, uh, you know, um, under kind of under the, you know, the, the under the weather of COVID and just feeling like, well, 
this is a tough time and I know it's a tough time for everybody out there but I think making these small lifestyle choices can really give you that breath of, of, of fresh air and space. Absolutely. I think I think the important thing is, I mean, for me, I kept having to reinforce to myself every day through COVID was like, show up. It doesn't matter how yeah. much, it doesn't matter how much I'm going to do or whatever. It's like, just show up and do yeah. something because, I mean, if you to look at, if you, to, I know the people listening can't see me right now, yeah. but if we look at it as like, however often you engage with it, you create a blip. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, every time you create this blip, that's when you do something good. But yeah. if you, you know, that's up, that's acting on your inspiration whenever yeah. it comes. But if you show up just every day, you're creating just a constant wave. It's a constant ripple. And I think for me, and it's that same thing with, with fitness, that if you only engage with it when you feel like engaging with it, then it becomes a lot more difficult. You have two weeks where you don't run. Wow, you're going to feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think... Um, yeah, you have to you have to act on it for sure, like and, and consciously as well. Before, so it becomes um, so it becomes part of the routine. Yeah, you know when yeah. when it, when that when I let that go, or when it's out of the routine, it's incredibly difficult to get back into it. And you said something powerful there, like there was no aim. So when we run, at the, a lot of the time, we we seem to have um, aims all the time. Um, but you know, I just. You know, you went out to, to play rounders and just do things in the park and move. Um, I went to Hastings on Sunday, ran for three and a half hours, did nothing, you know, for no reason. And oh, I think... It's so important. I, I love it. And those moments for me are like, they're... If, I, if I'm to think of something that gives me a sense of freedom, it's like, <clears throat> uh, I, can, I can associate it with like, I don't know, dancing or... or you know, something that just has no goal to it and it makes you feel really good. And I think when you can find kind of, the, if you can find that thing within sports as well, it's like, it feels so good at the end of it to be like, ah, oh, that was like, you know, a big relief. And whether it is, whether it's just running, whether it's playing sports, just throwing a Frisbee around, doing whatever, it's like those moments are, are important. And I don't think that adults actually consider play as much as they should. And it's very, it's integral that, that people engage with it just for, I don't know, your happiness and your clarity and everything yeah. else. Like for me, yeah. it's a big part of like, now I have to, I, I consciously make sure that that is a part of my schedule. Yeah. At least once a month I'm doing an activity, going, whether it's going camping or doing a sports day or having a barbecue or cooking for friends and, well, cooking for friends is more of like a winter thing. But yeah. now it's like, let's go down the park, which was like annoying about COVID it was like beautiful weather we wanted to go out we wanted to actually engage in sports and and we did one last week and it was like such a good day bro it was um mm. was doing these relay races and i tell you what i haven't sprinted like that <laughs> since i was about 15 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but that's but it, but but that... like the, the pain that i'm feeling from it and the, the like how some my legs are it was good it's so rewarding at yeah. the end of it the next day it was like wow that was like you know, it was it was a great day. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a question here. You you you're gonna run a half marathon in December. How are you gonna set your life up to do it? What what's your lifestyle gonna be? Do you think? I mean, the first thing set a routine of how often I'm gonna run. That was the first thing when I was training for the last half marathon. Was like how often you were gonna run, and then just set kind of like small goals through the week of like, okay, you know, we're gonna do a. Um, 
What's it called, Manny? Help me out here. When you like track like, session or interval or like a yeah, long, long the, run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I kind of like set my week up. Like okay, that. yeah. And then, and then the second thing is obviously making sure I'm not eating crap. Yeah. And then, I think the main thing is having again having that routine, like just being a bit more strict to yourself. Like I know that if um if I need to get up at six thirty that I need to be in bed for 11.30. Mm. And if it comes to 11 the day before, and I'm like, oh, should we watch like an episode of whatever tonight? It's like, nah, I think discipline is like a big thing in it. I think yeah. if, you, if you've if you kind of got these goals that you want to achieve, then discipline is absolutely necessary. It's it's not something for me. Well, I have to be disciplined. Here, here, here's, here's a key one. I get people to start planning from the end of their day. So like five, six o'clock, you should be planning backwards. So like if you want to sleep at nine or 10 um, or 11, what would you, what time do you need to turn your laptop off? Like, what time do you need to stop watching TV? So that's the way I talk to people about it, just to give you an insight. Because I think if you try and aim for a bedtime, it's like, it's almost, yeah, You so you kind of have to plan from like, okay, I need to set, I need to close my laptop an hour before um, I even like start to chill out. Because you close your laptop, you're always going to be on your phone. You end up opening an email on your phone. So you close your laptop and your phone's on for an hour and that gives you a bit of grace, but you're always kind of le- you're always trying to catch yourself. Um, I think I think well this this thing I agree. I one hundred percent agree. I think that you need to you need to be realistic of how much time you need, and I think at least like a, I don't know a couple of hours before you go to sleep to be yeah. able to like wind down and have a chill. But I think that was what was also was interesting about about covid right pre-covid everyone was getting in from work at like eight nine yeah. cook food, and by the time you was even you even had a shower or from your day or whatever you're like 11 o'clock at nine yeah <laughs> it's not realistic so you'd be working the next day you'd be knackered you'd be, your diet's all over the shop it's like your bedtime screwed you're knackered whereas during quarantine it was kind of like i was in a good place where i was completing my work pre you know six seven p.m in the morning like and then the evening was kind of mine to do what i wanted and i was managing to you know i was going to bed i was i've never been to sleep before midnight before quarantine i've always been a one one o'clock in the morning is kind of like my bedtime you know it's apparently, now, it's, it's apparently the most creative time for some people not for me no I, I don't find that bro i don't really? find staying up late i just it was, i just stay up for yeah. me and quarantine was like i wake up at six do my workout by quarter to seven i'm working the hours between 7 a.m and 12 p.m in, in the afternoon are so productive like I'm more or less by that time I've actually completed all my goals for that day in terms of work and that's just through me just being a bit more strict and saying I'm going to be in bed at this time I'm going to ensure that I do my run I'm going to ensure that I have this drink in the morning and then I'm going to ensure that by this time I've started my work so come 12 o'clock I'm like okay cool I don't know we can watch something we can do whatever and it's kind of like um, again, just having that routine just really helps. And now I'm I'm in that routine, and That's it's kind good. of hard for, to do anything else. You know, by yeah. usually I'm asleep now by kind of a similar time every day. Yeah, waking up a similar time every day. Um, nice. You know, I think routine routine is definitely a big one. I don't know if that answers the initial. I don't know what the initial question was. No, that's good. I mean, the, the initial question is like, if you go, if you've got a half marathon coming up, 
like how are you going to set it you basically talked about your ecosystem and Mm -hmm. and then discipline and 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 and, you know trying to think about winding down two hours before you go to sleep and i think Mm -hmm. people find that hard especially in quarantine times if you're working from home um it kind of merges everything merges into one thing but lifestyle is about control and discipline and i think you've picked up on that really really well um i think sleep's a big one as well for me though if i don't get my right sleep or or um, yeah yeah I'm, my dad my days my day is shot yeah like I, I need to make sure i've had seven hours i know some people are like oh no four hours or six hours and yeah. that. but for me i have to get my seven hours otherwise I'm no good to go running. I'm no good yeah. to do, you know, have my work day. It's kind of everything, everything goes out the window. I don't yeah. know what you're like for that, but. No, I need, I'm like nine to 10 hours, to be honest. Really? That's yeah. Get yeah. it in there. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing the most, so you're going out, what, running 12 hours a day? I, I don't even know. Yeah, I'd probably you run like out. six to eight hours a week. So yeah, I definitely need like, I need a lot of sleep. Um, I used to think that I could get away with it, but. Um, I actually got quite ill from not sleeping that well. So yeah, definitely, definitely like I'm, I'm trying, I try and be strict. Sometimes I'm on, I'm on the gram or Instagram or Twitter at 10. So I'm like, uh, I've started routines where I leave my phone at different, like, you know, the other side of the room for, from eight and start reading from eight. So it's good. I mean, um, also, yeah, some, yeah, sometimes it's, it's nine, nine thirty. but trying to get into a routine is, is is basically the biggest thing I find that helps my lifestyle. And um, I'm going to go kind of circle back to something you said before also. So I've started London Select, which is a running group. Saturday mornings we run. We try and actively encourage um, black people to to run. And there's no agenda, you know, it's not for performance. We're trying to, um, as we've seen from what's been going on, is we're trying to just kind of... Um, empower people and and get to the point where we feel um, you know we we feel like we we can gain some you know cultural cultural diversity cultural perspectives and 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 change some things that we see out in the running community so you know we've had a few people talk to us and be like wow the you know you guys are all black running and it's just strange for people to see especially in Hyde Park and um, you know we've talked about community previously and um like you, you you kind of we've talked about lifestyle and community and how do you think they intersect and and what's the what's the what's the key thing people should take away in terms of lifestyle and community from your perspective um, I, I think community is a it's a shared goal right i think there's something that's shared amongst amongst people or mm. um a community is quite like a, a difficult one to grapple with i think like in this in, in um like now, it's like the idea of it's being reformed because so many, so many people are pulling on the word of community. It's like, what does it mean? Does it mean buying the same tier as someone, or does it mean you know? And, yeah. You know, but I think um, as establishing establishing community amongst, um, I don't know, you know, within running, for example. It's quite. It's there already. It's. It's kind of. You don't need to do much to kind of create it. It's there. It's kind of like we just desire a similar thing. So yeah, the community is set up anyway. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, do you want to be a part of it? Do you not want to be a part of it? And it's very inviting. You know, 
I think that. Um, but you, you say that, but do you think that the you know from what you've seen, if you pick up a running magazine um, and what you see, do you think there's a diversity in running, in their community, uh, in the running community at you know a grassroots I think level? From, from from. I would say there's de- there's di- from what I see in London, there's diversity within running, but I think when it starts to spread a bit wider, I think when you go into like triathlons and things like that you start to see like less diversity mm. um i see well actually i don't know bro you say that i mean you know what was interesting the hackney half i thought was very diverse especially on the 5k day i thought there were so many people there was moms there's people showing up and like yeah. people actually wanted to engage in this idea of um which it was it was community focused essentially it was like how can we get as many people in um to kind of you know to run this 5k it was slightly different on the longer run on the on the half marathon but on the 5k um there was like a a really good feeling that just local people within the area were showing up to be a part of something and some people took 20 minutes to run it and some people took 45 but yeah nonetheless everyone was still getting the same round of applause yeah. and i think that's the kind of that's the community that's tied to running is that this kind of like it's kind of that idea that no one really gets left behind. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like whatever the circumstance, even the last person over the line is getting the same cheer okay. as the first person yeah, over yeah. the line, which I think that's what's so kind of drawing about running, um, especially in events as well, which is... Um, I, think, I, think I think Hackney is a very special event because of the borough. Um, but I think if you go to, you know, if you go to certain events, maybe uh, within central London, as you say, or outside of London... You, you may not see the same thing. So, um, and that for me, that was the reason why um, I started with, with London Select. And um, I think from, from, from my experience, it's been, um, you know, even like you came to Track Mafia, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like that's, that group is very much, you know, it's, it's something unique to the running community. Um, yeah. Well, I suppose my, my my entrance point to, to running as well has kind of been via you guys. Yeah. You know, although I've seen what my, my, my dad does with with his training, um, which is kind of like completely different, you know, to, to just running. But mm. um, I think the from what I've seen from you know being um coming to track mafia or doing hackney or whatever is that it feels a lot more um i really understood the the, the community essence to yeah to running. yeah we did a good Where, job we did a good job we got you uh we got you in there then and we uh we definitely yeah, got, bro, gave you a good experience bro, i mean i don't know why i don't come more I, like it's uh that's it. You just got you got to schedule it in. Get the, get it in your ecosystem. That's all you got to do. It is you like needs to come. You like needs to come and do it in East. Yeah, maybe maybe we do a grand tour. Go around <laughs> go around the around. go around the different um tracks. Um, so it's been a good chat, man. I, I've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Likewise, it's good. But yeah. we need to do more chats and more runs. Well, I, I don't know if you do. I definitely do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down. Um, more, more runs ending with some coffee and some pastries. That was good. Um, so with uh, this podcast, we always end with a track. Hmm. So what's your track of the week? And I'm going to play a 10 second snippet before we end.
My track of the week is Wesley Joseph, Ghosting. There we go. Okay, people, Wesley Joseph, Ghosting. A new one, a new one for the ears. It's very good. It's coming up. I'll play a little snippet. Um, Job, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Love. So here we are with Job's track of the week, Wesley Joseph, Ghosting. sounds good so go check that out Wesley Joseph ghosting we are back with the running lifestyle culture podcast this podcast was talking about lifestyle I just want to thank you for listening I'm going to be bringing out a few podcasts a couple of week over the next two weeks and uh, yeah leave me a review I really appreciate you listening and um, Manny out Peace.